Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the weekly podcast where we analyze Wonder Woman five minutes by five minutes. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. Well, hi, I'm Nana. Uh, I'm one half of the Nerd Queens. And uh, well, you you can find me on social media pretty much everywhere at the Nerd Queens. Uh, we have YouTube channel, we have Vero, we have Twitter, we have pretty much everything. So that's that's where you can find me. My private social media problem. It, it, it's private. It's that. private for a Nobody reason. Wants Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> don't Perfect. do that. And I'm Cole, the other half of the Nerd Queens. Perfect. Perfect. See, simple as that. Uh, today, or this week, whatever, some people are going to listen to it in a day. We're talking about minute number, or week number 16, uh, which is minutes, numbers, 76 through 80. That's a terrible way to say that sentence. Have we been yeah. saying that the entire time? Week no, 16, minutes 76 through 80. Okay. Well, uh, see, Mark can it. do it. That's it. Mark I don't know why. That's... <laughs> Well, you're listening it. to it. <laughs> you got it, baby. The These minutes are going to start out with the continuation of the No Man's Land scene. We got Wonder Woman slow motion blocking some bullets with her gauntlets. And the minutes going to end, group of minutes will end, uh, with Charlie, the Wonder Men's marksman, uh, setting up a shot. Yeah, Let's get into close. it. <laughs> what all- was that? I was going to say, well, it's like he's the way this minute, these five minutes cut off is like he's he's it's I never really noticed how precise he has that shot. Like, I know he was aiming when I watched the movie, but this like the first time I've noticed like, oh, that's like the clearest shot I've ever seen in my life. Like shoot, like being able to hit that sniper Um, and really uh, cleaning that eyepiece there, Charlie. (laughs) Really? Dang, no Uh, smudges. That's um, and just the way it cuts right there. I was just like, oh, wow. Like I totally forgot like it was going to end right there so uh definitely a, a cliffhanger that we don't get to see what happens after that until next week but um before we get into the f- five minutes that we're going to be talking about today uh nerd queens nana cole welcome to the show it's been, it's a, absolutely an honor to have you guys on the show and um i i, I this is like a miracle that you guys got these minutes because this is not intentional we weren't just like saving you the no man's land scene we've just been recording and we hit such a terrible hiatus once uh i think i think we were recording episodes in june and now it's september we're recording episodes again uh because the world has decided that the pandemic is over so everyone (laughs) had to go back to work we had a bunch of guests like signed up for the second half of this movie and then all of a sudden people are just like yeah i'm busy i'm back to work i can't do this our own co-host, Johnny, she couldn't be here. She's at work right now, so it's just Nate and I today. Um, so it just so happened you guys were able to find time to entertain us with your presence. We're grateful for it, and because of that, you guys are stuck with these No Man Land minutes. So, uh, uh, Hey, I'll take it. It's <laughs> stuck like with them. Yeah. The film, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah Thanks so. for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Um for for people who don't know who you are, although I'm sure everyone knows who you guys are uh, at this point because of Justice Con, uh, why don't you tell people how you guys got started and, and, and what the DC the DC Cinematic Universe or DCEU, however you refer to it, how did you guys get um, involved in all that? 
Well, Cole got me involved. Uh, we wanted to <laughs> we wanted to do something for a while. We wanted to do you know like internet wise. We wanted to do vlogs and stuff for a while. Um, we've had fun with it, kind of mapping our adventures and stuff. But it it was never you know it was never like a brand on thing or stuff. And then eventually we decided, hey, what if we what if we started to pay attention more to like other things that we like, especially DC. And that's how the Nerd Queens came to be. And uh, very shortly after Nerd Queens came to be, we basically uh, got thrown, well, not got thrown into, we got into the Snyder Cut movement. And um, yeah, it's been going on. <laughs> since then and i feel like it's at this point it's it's like we there can't be nerd queens without rtsc like if if we weren't doing stuff for for zach and for the movement i don't think that'd be nerd queens at this moment yeah absolutely so that was kind of our start yeah and it, like the justice con thing it it seemed to have like um just this really positive effect, at least for me, like it was nice seeing something like that because um, when we talk about Snyder Cut, and you know, when you hear that in the internet, there's a lot of negative feedback that a lot of people have for people who like these movies, people who find the good in them and people who, who enjoy talking about them and um, advocating for that director's version of Justice League that we're supposed to see. Um, and, and normally the negative connotation that the Snyder cut movement seems to have is, you know, dudes in their thirties, maybe neck beards are, they're talking about like, we want to see, you know, evil Superman, things that are just like common misconceptions. And what I really enjoyed about justice con with you guys and Meg is, is you guys really kind of changed the image, at least for me, like for others to see, uh, like, cause I know there's so many good people in the, in the DC cinematic universe, like the, 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 the fandom, the, the Snyder cut fandom, all that kind of things. Um, I know there's just genuine good people who want to see the best of these stories come to light. Um, and, and with you guys, I, I really think you guys help change what that looks like because, um, I think people also get the director Zack Snyder wrong and like what his, his outlook is, what his perspectives are. Um, and so now he's kind of also fighting against that, that, uh, that criticism. But um, I think Justice Con, it, it just like it really kind of changed who we are. Like what, what does the face of that movement look like? Um, and, and, and being you guys, I think you guys are just, you just knocked it out of the park. It's, it, it's like a, a miracle, you know, when, when Justice Con came about and just watching the videos, watching the panels, um, to me at least, it just was like, wow, like I'm, I'm glad this exists. So it's a gift from you guys. I want to thank you guys first and foremost for that. Um, how did that come about? Like how, how was that Justice Con? Uh, where did that idea even come from? Well, I mean, first of all, thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> it's really kind words. Uh, Justice Con idea came from, I mean, we're con goers, Cole and I, we love going to conventions. We've, that's been like our hobby for the past couple of years. And uh, we especially love San Diego Comic-Con. Mm. That's like our thing. We go every year and this year, obviously pandemic and everything. There wasn't just, uh, there wasn't anything. There wasn't any con let alone san diego comic-con so we were 
we were crushed at that and we were supposed to go with Meg. It was supposed to be like, oh, you know, we're going to go all three of us this time. It's going to be great. And it just like fell through. And and we had plans for San Diego as well. There was going to be a version of Justice Con there uh, for, you know, but it was going to be for selected people, not like in a sense like that we would select them out of some specialist but in a sense that obviously it would be less accessible it would be accessible to people in the area or people who will be at san diego for the convention it mm-hmm. wouldn't be you know worldwide thing and but we've been talking about it we've been working on it we wanted to do it uh and then obviously it fell through it was not going to happen yeah and we still wanted to do something it was like hey what are we going to do we're going to be sitting at home that weekend when we were supposed to be somewhere out there and having fun um so let's let's just have fun too and that's how it started to come about and originally it was supposed to be mostly just to get the community together like get the you know get the people that you know from the live streams and kind of like the names in the in in the movement in the sense like fans Mm -hmm. we did not think that we would be uh getting you know any big name yeah we were thinking of <laughs> hey we're gonna ask Ray Porter and we're gonna ask Gio Oliva purely because we had the access and the option to ask mm-hmm. but it was like it, it was not something that we counted on it's it was not something that we expected and then it just somehow started snowballing because we left the idea sit with us for a bit and then it was like well if we do this, it's like go big or go home. So we went <laughs> and the first thing we did, we went to ask Zach what he thinks about it. And, <laughs> and he was on board and that's just, and it started just rolling from there and we ended up with, we ended up with. And I think that I can speak for all three of us when I say that that was not what we expected at all, mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, yeah. You blew everyone away, honestly. <laughs> We we blew ourselves away. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was like if if when you're sitting there doing a panel and there's eighteen thousand people watching you, you really blow yourself yeah, away. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Honestly, the size of it when like that set in when I was just watching by myself, I was like, oh wait a second, wait. It, there was that moment when it was just like you know big, big, big. You're just like, oh wait, hang on. This is a real thing that's happening. This is this is a real convention. This is a real thing. Yeah, and it was excellent. It really then, was excellent. Then we turned it off, and you know, there's <laughs> you turn it off. You look at Twitter because I didn't get to look at Twitter the whole day. Yeah. The only thing I would be doing is I tweet out, "Hey, here is a link for another panel. See you guys there." Yeah. That was it. There was no 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 other interaction from me that day because we were just so busy trying to keep yeah. it running, trying to keep <laughs> it going. And then I just opened Twitter afterwards just to chill a little bit. And I see that it's trending on like 44,000. And I'm like, people, what have you done? <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it was crazy. I, I never in my life would have expected that to happen. And I, the, the whole, like the waves that it made, it's it just like, you can still feel it today, or at least we do, because we still keep getting messages. We still keep seeing people talk about it it's, it's just like it just grew somewhere that we never expected it to be yeah absolutely i mean it was uh it besides the the fandom having the the zack snyder trailer i mean just the conversations that you guys i'm sorry if i hit the microphone but just the conversations that you guys were having 
on that whole entire Justice Con, you know, like uh, I think one of my favorite parts was uh, Ray Porter. The conversations you guys were having with him about Shakespeare, about his 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 history with performing and performing arts, just like those conversations are so entertaining. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, like, and that's that's why we like going to conventions, going to those panels, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we know you're playing Dark Side. We can't probe you about playing Dark Side and stuff like that. But you know, what's your acting career like? Yeah, what's a, like, like yeah. explain your craft. I'm an idiot. You tell me. You're the master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then like having Zack Snyder, he just like decides to show up in Ray Porter's panel, and and like they're just having fun with it, and you guys are having fun. Like, there's so much cool stuff happening in that thing, and it like the fact that none of it. Uh, it's like, uh, well, I don't want to say planned, but it's like it's kind of planned. But like, it's just because um, I got a, a meeting timeout. Um, but uh, yeah, just like just the fact that that all fell into place. It's just completely uh, mind blowing and impressive. It's just what a what a rare gift. Uh, and uh, and then like you know, Zack Snyder is like showing you clips of the movie showing you this t-shirt that they're working on for Ink to the uh, Ink to the People, which is always like a great benefit fundraisers that they got going on. So there's always like cool stuff being shown. And then at the same time, like how do we help in the real world? So um, yeah, just, it was just cool. It's just, it's just awesome. It's an amazing time. Um, well, I think like what we tried to do or what our goal here was, and I mean, we've been trying to do this with other stuff as well, even though like obviously it hasn't been as big. You you mentioned like the change of, you know, what the movement is so that people don't think it's just like a bunch of guys in, in their mom's basements <laughs> trying to cry for a movie that doesn't exist, which we all know it does exist and all that stuff. Um, like we've been, the work that we've been doing since the beginning and it was probably even why we joined was to kind of combat this narrative and because it was always a charity work for us mm -hmm. um that was really important the charity work that's what got us into all this and uh it was also about you know to show the diversity of everything we started a podcast called snyder's amazons which is basically six ladies um we take apart zach's movies and talk about them amongst other things we have a trinity segment which is us and meg um we're trying to get different guests you know talk about dc stuff uh so that was you know that was a thing we we did as a part of justice con we brought amazons in together with deb snyder again it was you know let's show uh we wanted to uh, like this the goal of amazons um in a sense is we want to show uh, people that you know because there is this whole misconception about Zack Snyder being a misogynist which is not true that's we what the Amazons are we've heard it on, on our on, on this podcast we've had people imply that and it's like not the case nope, buddy no nope, not the not case a chance like so that's what we built Amazons on and that's what we did the panel with Deb on we wanted to kind of get into this topic and that was like that that was one of our priorities then Justice Con itself we did diversity panel where we wanted to bring people in, you know, who are from different backgrounds and kind of discuss this as far as fandom goes and Zack Snyder goes, you know, that his fandom is very diverse and there's a lot of people in there. 
and we've just started a new project as well which is live streams we run a live stream every two weeks um so every other tuesday and it's called league of mayhem mm -hmm. and it is a female-led live stream because in this community most of the live streams are guys yeah. and so we decided to try and kind of bring in more girls but also like people from all kinds of backgrounds so while it's going to be female-led the idea is that we can bring in people from all kinds of backgrounds again people who may not have been as known up until now and kind of give them a space hey you know can you you can come here you can come on here you can talk about something that you like maybe you'll find out hey this is fun i want to do this too so we kind of want to bring in more diversity into the fandom kind of like on the face so people can see it so people can watch it so people can kind of really battle the argument that um there is just a bunch of guys trying to yeah yeah stand Zack snyder yeah. which is not true yeah that's uh it, kind of the same basis nate and i started this podcast years ago was um the the stigma that there is for the dc cinematic universe and um you know, uh, like I, I like I've said so many times on this podcast before. Like when I first saw Man of Steel, I didn't enjoy the film. I saw it in the theaters. I I said, you know what, that was fine. Um, I probably don't want to watch it again. And then I did watch it again and again. And over time, I, I learned that Man of Steel is one of my favorite superhero movies of all times. I started to under, really understand what was being said in it, and it wasn't just trying to be like a Dark Knight version of Superman. And so Nate and I just kept having these conversations. And so then we were like, well, there's some real good in this movie and, and, and then in this universe. And um, that's when Nate and I decided to start doing this podcast to kind of talk that out. And we've had a lot of people had those changes of hearts with us as they listen to us talk about Man of Steel minute by minute. And, you know, now they're like, oh, Man of Steel is my favorite movie now because of you guys. And um, that's that's too much credit. Don't. Just the one guy, really, <laughs> you know, but uh, no, but we found other people like that through this podcast and, and it's been yeah. a great um, like minded people at the community, honestly, and you guys know as well, like there's gold mines everywhere, such great people. Um, sometimes there's terrible people. And you know what? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a conversation for another day. I yeah, think. right. We've already, we've had that. Let's go to Twitter. But yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk uh, a little bit more about Wonder Woman. You know the movies, uh, the movie itself. But um, yeah, what well, what was seeing Wonder Woman for the first time in two thousand seventeen for you guys? You know, like um, just your first experience. Um, well, I mean, it, it's the thing is like as a as a girl as a woman, seeing a female superhero, female led superhero film was really important back then and it's still important now i mean we were super super excited um the thing about us again san diego comic-con comes into play too because we were basically the first audience who saw the first trailer on wonder woman back when they were still in production and we've been so excited for it ever since and then you know going to see it i mean it was such a good movie i it genuinely it's one of my favorites to this day and uh i mean it's just like and i'm i am usually not a big fan of heroes i mean cole could tell you i'm i'm more like an anti-hero kind of person when mm -hmm. it comes to comics and stuff but i genuinely genuinely enjoyed wonder woman and i was really excited for it 
Um, but I think that if I leave it off to call here, because she can probably talk, say, say something more meaningful than me. <laughs> um, well, after so many years, especially like, you know, since the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of took over superhero vi- movies for a while, after over 10 years of just male-led movies with females being put to the side as a love interest or just kind of shoved in there so that way people wouldn't complain there's no female representation like it just felt like up until that moment females in comic movies had been handled so wrongly like the Mm -hmm. first taste of it being handled correctly was with bvs having wonder woman appear but still that was another instance where she was not the main character and finally getting a movie that was all about this main female character where she is not relegated to being a love interest where she is not just the sidekick or in there to make female viewers happy where she's Mm -hmm. her own entity and she is powerful and flawed but amazing all at the same time it was a pretty emotional um pretty emotional moment for I know myself and a lot of other women who like the first time what for especially for the uh the no man's land scene like just seeing her up there basically saving the world it was just incredible and it was something that a lot of us until we saw Wonder Woman didn't realize we'd been waiting for because you get so used to the movies that you're pan- you're given that you're that you just see you know you don't always think to yourself oh there could be more but and then but then you see there's more and you're just like this is incredible this is this is something I've never thought I would see in my lifetime which sounds crazy because we are yeah. in the late 2000s but for a lot of women it's how you can't help but feel I mean up until uh, Black Panther came out, the Black community felt like this wasn't going to be something they were expecting to see in their lifetime. And it sounds so simple to put out a movie with the, with a led by a Black character or a woman or so, like something like that. But it's like when all you've been given is the same exact cookie cutter male-led thing over and over and over, you kind of like just get complacent and you're like oh I guess it just won't happen so when it does it's like you're kind of shell-shocked for a bit yeah Yeah, Yeah, she's gonna say something more meaningful (laughs) that's a great way to put it shell-shocked I mean like definitely um I think Wonder Woman not only is it the first female superhero movie uh, but like major blockbuster that's like truly successful but i think you know also it's just genuine too and i think the other superhero the feminine superhero films that have come out you know you think of like electra and and catwoman and stuff like that it's like they still like feel like they need to those were amazing but they were also still you could also see how like i I love electra i've rewatched that movie i thought that in a Ben Affleck's Daredevil. I like you just opened the Pandora's box mentioning it. <laughs> it's like a formula. It's a bullshit it's a, formula. It, it's just that like you can't help it when you're watching like Electra or Catwoman, especially like you can tell how it's pandering to the male gaze. You know, like yes. and it's exactly. and it's just like 
as a kid, it was really awesome. But then I got older and I was a teenager, then a young adult. And I was like, well, this isn't what I wanted to yeah. see in my heroes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And while I can still go back and watch those movies and I still love them, they're not like the ideal. They're not the like what I was looking for, I guess. Like Bad storytelling, like the Wonder Woman film was was produced and written on a scale as if they were making another Superman film or another Batman film with the same love mm -hmm. and care. And like Patty Jenkins, the fact that she actually is a fan and spent 10 plus years fighting for this, for the right to do this movie. Honestly, like, after, like after seeing it, it was like no one else could have handled it. Like, well, no, Zach no Snyder did her in BVS amazingly. But like the fact that he like let someone else, you know, come in and handle her, it was just like he understood. He understood mm -hmm. that while he he loves the character, he could write the character just as good as Patty. He stepped aside and was like, "No, I'm not going to fight this because for this because it's not my time." Yeah, I think that like to piggyback a bit off of what Cole said. Um, that Wonder Woman was made as if it was another Superman or Batman movie. I think that's what made it stand out a lot for me. Because um, I we've we've had you know we've had since we've had Captain Marvel. We're gonna have another Wonder Woman now, which I hope it's gonna be just as good, at least just as good. Um, <laughs> and then obviously there's gonna be Black Widow and all that. But what I um, what I really appreciated about Wonder Woman itself, you know the whole promotion of it and the way that it was shot the way that it was put out to the audience it wasn't like oh this is a girl look at it it's a girl it was mm -hmm. more like this is another superhero movie this is another massive beautiful superhero movie mm -hmm. this is your this is just like superman just like batman it wasn't pointing out the gender and the differences mm -hmm. it yeah. was treating it equally and yeah. i think a lot of people um have a bit of a misconception about a lot of things regarding feminism and regarding all this absolutely stuff. and it's like it, you get you get you know and we've seen it even just as gone to be honest like some people would go especially to our panel with deb and you know it would be like oh this is a feminist crap like literally like that I'm sorry if you have to beat me up um but what i but I feel like a lot of people don't understand that feminism and all this stuff, it's about equality. It wasn't about, oh, women are better or men are less or any stuff like that. No, it's about, hey, we are all human and we are all mm -hmm. capable of being heroes and we are all capable of doing amazing things. And we can all have superhero movies that we can sort of see ourselves in. And that's how Wonder Woman entered the scene. And I think that was like super important, just as much as the fact that she was a woman. It was a fact that it wasn't shoved into our faces. Yeah. Because the moment you start differentiating is the moment that you lose the part where it could be, you know, we are equal. Because that in that moment, you're just starting to compare and you're starting to try and put certain things down over other things. And that's not what it should be like. Wonder Woman walked yeah. in and it was, 
hey, you know, I am a superhero movie, just like Superman, just like Batman, just like Black Panther and any other MCU film. I am here. I am a superhero and I am awesome and I can kick ass and anybody can <laughs> anybody can see themselves in what I do. And I think that's why it was really important, especially to the young girls, because we need our generation and especially the older generations, you can't really change. Well, you can, you hopefully can change their mindset. Yeah. But I think it's important that the youngest generations, the ones that are growing up now, the ones that are going to go and watch these movies, that they grow up already with that mindset, that there is yeah. nothing that we have to change, that they grow up with that mindset, that they see these movies and already think that and already find that, that that's how it should be. Yeah. And especially if we can move away from, you know, kids growing up thinking that Wonder Woman is for girls or, you know, mm -hmm. Superman is for Batman is for boys. Like, you know, that what Wonder Woman represents is always that balance between the, the, the two, the, the bimodal system, whether it's male, female or, you know, it's like that balance is is what Wonder Woman is. She's, yeah, you know, I think we talked about it really early, but, you know, if Superman and Batman are other sides of the spectrum you know Wonder Woman has always been that balance in between them for all kinds of things and, and gender included like that's like you're watching Wonder Woman you're not watching a, a really a, a woman superhero film you're watching someone who who really fights for what that equality is and and if, if guys grow up you know uh, me included that's I've, I've said it before but like that's that is my favorite superhero of the trinity is Wonder Woman and guys who can proudly say yeah well she's the best one she's my favorite and, you know what she stands for is amazing like that is that's that's a win. That's a win in my book. You know, you, we have we have guys who who feel comfortable cosplaying as Wonder Woman, and like that's the you know that's who they want to identify with. That's what we've been fighting for is is that right to feel represented, and it's it, regardless of of the gender of the superhero and stuff like that. It's like this is the ethical decision and and the route that we should go with. And um, it it, it really in this scene that we're gonna be talking about um is. Is is just the perfect the perfect scene for it. Um, I think so, the uh, like the moments just before the scene that we are talking about today, actually, that's where it showed to me a lot exactly what I'm trying to convey. And it was uh, when she's still you know down there, and Steve is telling her that's not what you know that's not what these men are here to do or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, it like the way that it was set, I apologize i don't remember the dia dialogue exactly but it was really said in the way where you'd almost expect there to be a line like but i am not a man or something like that but what she did was she said no but that's what i'm going to do and it's mm -hmm. like in that moment that's exactly what i'm talking about there was not like oh i am not a man i am a woman i am better than you i am something more no it was this is what i am going to do as myself and yeah. i could be anybody but this is what i am going to do yeah. and i think that was like for me that was a really important moment in that sense that that's 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 the part you know anybody it can be anybody yeah. And I think that's why Wonder Woman, it was important for young girls and for women to see female like superhero movie, but it was important for everyone to see it on that equality side of things. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like, like that was the one, one, like other than 
being, I guess, excited for things for Wonder Woman to start a trend where they would have female-led superhero movies such as Captain Marvel. The one thing that really, really bugged me was that it was constantly, she, uh, she, like, female. She is a hero. Yada yada. Like, send a woman to do a man's job. It was like, this is exactly the kind of inequality we've been fighting against. Like, mm-hmm. you're backpedaling. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're get you're like you're handing us a female-led superhero movie, which is going forward, but then you're doing the marketing like this, which is twelve steps back, and then spending <laughs> the whole film basically focusing on, oh, she's a girl, she's a girl, she's a girl, she's a woman. It's like guys. Do you guys like, notice no. she's a girl? I didn't know they. they this is it was just not what, clear. Listen, what show hey, is this? I, Hold on, I I can't criticize the movie because you know if I if I start saying that I didn't like it, then then I as a dude am, am canceled. So I can't <laughs> I can't criticize it. I can't. You guys go ahead though. I'll let you do it. You know what? You're, you're already canceled. Sorry. I'm already done. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm talking you about. You already going. hinted. You're already canceled. Once I didn't lean in that direction. Once you use over. the hashtag release the Snyder cut, you're done as a human being. Yeah. You can't I go mean, anywhere. I, said, in life. I mean, essentially, that's what that's what canceled you ages ago. So. Yeah, yeah we've been labeled. But now, I mean, to be fair, I do not want to pin one. Um, again, that's another thing. I yes. No, and I was Absolutely. just explaining what, that the marketing yes, and everything that. like that, focusing on the gender of the person is what was getting in the what, what, which like was kind of like, it was just making it feel like they were pinning one woman against each other. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, I, I that's, think... that's my problem with Captain Marvel, essentially. Like, I wish they didn't focus on her gender so much because I think that the movie itself would have been so much better if they didn't focus on the fact that she is a woman. I, I like to use this comparison a lot more because, um, I, yeah, I, I disagree with trying to pit Wonder Woman and, and Captain Marvel against each other. But what I like to compare is Black Panther's movie with Captain Marvel's movie. Like, you don't feel the the marketing pandering. You don't feel the corporate pandering in Black Panther. That's a that's a solid movie. You watch that movie and, and whether you're black or, you know, whatever your race or, or your identity might be. That's an empowering movie. Black yeah. Panther is an amazing mm-hmm. movie. And like, you, I, I you, love that movie. Like, honestly, yeah. like, you le- I left the theater like, hey, I want to go to Wakanda, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'll open a Who Starbucks does, yeah. in Wakanda. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. And, then, and you also see, like, what's wrong in America and stuff like that. And you go, hey, things need to change, like, right now. Um, Captain Marvel, the, the movie, it's, it's just, it really struggles with the identity of, of what it's trying to convey. Um, and now I have a question. Is that's it... a really good way to say that. Struggles with the identity of what it's yeah, trying yeah. to convey. So was it mainly because now I know how this is still on the marketing point and everything, and I'm not in that line of work, so I don't know these things. Is that like a driving force behind that to pit one against the other, or like just have this type of rivalry or even coattail writing when it comes to that? Oh, I mean, check out this other female led movie. To... There's another one. Well, I comes... don't know if they wanted to I pin don't... the two against each other. I think what they mainly wanted to do is they saw the success Wonder Woman had and they tried to ride the wave, which essentially, like, it makes sense from business point of view. It makes sense. Yeah. Like Wonder Woman came out, it was super successful. Yeah. It showed, okay, there is a demand for female led superhero movies. So we should do one too. And I mean, that makes sense. And honestly, I'm not against it. I, the way I see it is like, you know, you see something successful, especially when it's something like this. And Wonder Woman was very important. 
yes, go do more. I mean, that's what we want. I mean, that's why we gave money to Wonder Woman because we want more of this. That's the whole point. But I think that the way they approached it was wrong. They said, so, oh, hey, look, this is a, this is a female superhero movie and it was successful. So we're going to make one too, which is all great. But then you're supposed to promote it and you, instead of going, okay, look, this is the, this is this cool thing we're doing. And there is this superhero and she's super, super powerful. You know, oh, well, and here's just ours. Even at that, they just went, oh, and did we mention it's a she? It's mm. a girl. Did you know it's a girl? You've seen one like this before. It's a girl. <laughs> you should watch it. And it, it's like, you know, it, it, that's that's where, like, I, for me, that's where it went wrong. I think that they would have done, in my eyes, the movie would have been so much better. And I know that it made a lot of money. And I know that there are people who love it. And I it's don't Marvel. It they always make a lot of money. I just like for me it just felt like it that's literally what it was you know like you're poking the you're poking her you're poking Brie and you're like did you notice that she's a girl by the way guys do you know do you know hey psst, and this look is she's got did boobs you know yeah. she's got Whoa. boobs look at this oh my gosh you know it, it, it's just like it just felt like it, it just felt like it was this shiny thing shiny bright red thing where they were trying to show us oh look at us we're doing something we're doing something progressive that you begged, we're doing something that you begged us to do for the last forever yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just, you know the I black widow that... movie still not out yet though. yeah <laughs> come on that's the red flag jesus it, yeah it's, I, I don't know it's, it's, going. Like, it's just um, I feel like, you know, I think that what Brie wanted to do was great, um, no matter what people think of her acting or what they think of the role and her in the role and all of that stuff. Honestly, I'm not going to get into it because I'm not really knowledgeable about MCU and, and how it works. And yeah. like, I, I watched the movies. Yes, I watched right? some. I haven't mm -hmm. watched many. I don't remember <laughs> most of them. <laughs> They're just not memorable. Hey, um, you're in good company, yeah? Huh? I'll tell you but, right now. Uh, the thing for me is that, like, with, um, I, I genuinely think that when Brie went to do this stuff, she went in and wanted to do something really cool. And I think that the issue here was the approach that Marvel took with the marketing and the way that they just had to push the fact that she has a boob, boobs and vagina. Mm -hmm. If you excuse my... Whoa. She's got them both. Yeah, <laughs> she's got two Get boobs. Out. Oh my god! No way. So, speaking of of, of memorable, since we're talking about memorable things, um, let's talk about the the five minutes here. This this no man's land scene. I wanted yeah. I want to ask you guys. I want to get your what you got because there's a lot going on in this five minutes. What's the what's the most uh, what's your favorite part about this? What's your, <laughs> what's the best part of this five minutes? I want to I want to get. Uh, uh, Cole, you want to start? Sure. I think to me, like my favorite part is uh, she gets out there and she starts deflecting. And there's that moment where you see her look down at her gauntlets and she realizes that like she realizes that she can bring so much more to the table. Like you can see like her mind is working and she just has that moment of pause, like a pause where she realizes that these guys can't touch her because she is powerful herself she's more powerful than the web than their weapons of war and she starts fighting back yeah absolutely There's i a... think 
I think her standing up, like walking out there and it's that thing like nobody else has done it. You know, it's impossible mm-hmm. to do. And it's just this thing that we're stuck on and there's just no way out of it. Mm-hmm. And he just, lo- and he, there we go. <laughs> no, And she just looks at it and, and just, you know, steps out there and goes, you know, head on with the challenge. I mean, there is the moment in that no man's land scene when she walks across and absolutely has no fear and just takes on it and it, it, it's it's really powerful in so many ways not just when you look at the war and and the you know the obviously the clear issues with the war but it's also because you can relate to it in so many real life situations when you just think about it and it's like how many times have there been challenges in your life that you thought that you just can't overcome and it's just so inspiring to see her just walk out there and do it and just like hey whatever happens happens but i'm just gonna get across this land today i'm gonna do it because i have to because that's what I'm here for because I need to save these people I need to do this thing and I think that was really powerful and honestly when I first saw the scene in the cinema I had chills like seriously I had chills. <laughs> I, mean, I cried so oh, yeah. you know <laughs> not a dry in the house let's tell you it's powerful it's empowering yeah. uh motivational even you know it's, it's a moment I didn't have with with Man of Steel's flight scene when I yeah. first saw it What's going on there? It's just, you get the flight scene. It's like, cool, that's great. But you see Superman flying. I don't don't... know what movie you were watching, man. (laughs) Okay, well, hang on. Stop. Let me me clarify. (laughs) The flight scene is incredible. Did a whole, three years ago, we did the whole thing about it. But it felt like it was just seeing him, seeing Superman fly again. It was seeing, um, hmm, I don't feel that uh sense of accomplishment sense of wonder there you go i don't feel that sense of wonder when i see superman flying uh as i do seeing wonder woman in no man's land let me take it back a little bit too i don't get that sense of wonder seeing superman flying as i would seeing him floating in space standing next to a sun you know it's a great scene. It's amazing. Jaw-dropping. Uh, no words. I'll tell you that much. Well, let, let, let's talk about how you feel about it when he's going to have his flight and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, no. I will cry. <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now. I'm going to cry. Every other emotion that's going to get invoked. It's going to happen. I, uh... But, I already started crying uh, just seeing. Yeah, the, I was tearing up uh, during the that trailer. Yeah, but, during that I mean, fa- you, fandom, taking it to the dome. Yeah, I mean, my I've, seen, I've seen, seen Cole's reaction. Video, like... I've seen Cole's reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the... we were all there. But now that this Wonder Woman No Man's Land scene exists, it's like, what other that is inspiring? That really is. And it, it, every time I watch it, it's more inspiring to me than seeing that flight scene. That flight scene's great. You can't cut it out. The flight scene's great. Yeah, but you know, you know you're Woman, canceled after this comes out. <laughs> this is three years in the making. This has been done. Um, <laughs> this scene, though, that we're watching is... It, it's. I enjoy it more. I enjoy it more. 
Yeah, I, I feel because, better. I think it's because it's the first time you're seeing this. We, Even though the first fight scene in Man of Steel is amazing and like it gives me chills every time I watch it, but it, we've seen him fly so many times in so many different iterations, but yeah. with Wonder Woman, we've never seen her you know be stand wonder up woman take control like we've yeah. also never just seen her outside of linda carter's wonder woman which is amazing but that was always more campy exactly so it's like we were getting a completely different situation exactly we get, you get right different, here you get different kind of chills when you watch these things like I, you yeah get... let's let's err on that side it's the different kind <laughs> i think um, I, I, maybe it's debatable what y- people's favorite superman moment is because like for me my favorite superman moment is from dawn of justice which is the media scene which is um you know the the scene where the media is talking about you know what is this superman should should there be a superman like is it just a guy trying to help trying to do the right thing like to me that's that's my superman moment that's what i like most what are you guys laughing about my did you see the thing i said a gift from zoom we've removed the 40 minute timer oh perfect that's awesome well, thank you zoom Brought to you, um, not brought to you by. Stop it. So, yeah, there you go. There's different Superman parts. The flight yeah. scene uh, is not my full body chill Superman moment. Um, I don't even think the warehouse scene for Batman. I know that's no, probably that's not. The, that's not it for that, me either. I don't think that's my Batman no. moment. I don't <laughs> think that's that for me. It's one of my favorites. Don't every, get me wrong. He's hurting everyone. <laughs> my favorite Batman moment has to be just him working out creating the kryptonite being like i'm so gone but i'm like i'm so working i don't know there's something about it that i just i don't know there's, i guess people have, happy this, that main day everyone yeah right <laughs> but uh this wonder woman i think it's just it just is it like yeah it, it, this, is, this is this is incredible this is yeah. we're seeing wonder woman be wonder woman in such an yeah. a, an amazing force it's it really is great even towards the end of the the, the group of minutes like the uh yeah, okay, we're going to have Steve Trevor in here. But, like, the fact that they decided to add in just, like, a rotating scene of just badassery going around, yes, please. That's... Yeah. D- hook me up to an IV again. <laughs> I think one <laughs> no, of I, the, uh... I really enjoy when she got out of the no man's land and they were just standing at the edge of that village and she yeah. just went, like, oh, I'm going in, you guys stay here. And the look that they exchanged was like yeah. that, that was just so funny to me it's like who it's, it's like these guys had no idea what's going on and like steve who is this chick yeah. <laughs> seriously it's a, it, like I, I love that look i just found it so like so hilarious in that moment because it was so relatable like everyone would be that way whereas Nappy, you know moment. he's like time to turn it on let's get this yeah yeah i, I love it um and then I think it, again to bring back the uh, you know the kind of gender neutral of, of the the amazement of this scene. I think Gal, uh, not Gal, Patty Jenkins was talking about you know this was the scene to create for the movie. This this is the this was the priority from the beginning. It's the elevator that, pitch. Yeah, this this uh, this concept art of Wonder Woman standing, in, but like the reason that she goes out there is because she's taking a stand for her beliefs and also faith in her ability is what Patty Jenkins says. There's no part of it saying that because she's Wonder Woman that this is, you know, it's, it's because of how she was raised, her beliefs of who she is as a, as a, as a strong person. And then the faith in her abilities, which she's learning about, you know, her ability to block bullets, to protect people. Um, those things of being an Amazon that Antiope had taught her, um, 
those things are, are why she steps out there. And so I think that's it's very important, very powerful to feel that way, and that anyone can feel that way if they um, believe, you know, they stand true to what they believe in and, and also in their, their ability to get something done. So uh, a lot of good things there. Um, Nate, what is, uh, what's your favorite part of this five minutes? I, uh, I honestly think my favorite part of this five minutes, it's a tie. No, it's not a tie. I think my favorite part of this five minutes is after they get into the town street, whatever, the little boulevard that they're on, um, (laughs) Uh, she's in the air with the shield on her back, and then the tank hits the missile, and it, it stops her momentum, and she hits the ground, but then immediately just rushes and shoulder charges that, that car. Yeah. Like, that's that transition, that warrior-istic transition, whatever that word is, that's incredible to me. That's, mm-hmm. like, so pure and just momentum and, like, the, the, the strategy, the thought process behind that escapes me obviously i don't know combat i don't know ground war any of these things so like if i'm in the air and a tank hits me and i'm like stop dead i'm like oh well good nice try take two no it's like no you you land like a cat and charge like a rhino and it's just like i I don't know that was incredible i I think i was imagining what it would have been like to be the person in that tank like Uh, you 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 can't like in a metal box you just get she just you're ended like lands on her feet and then she just looks at that tank and in that moment you must know that you're screwed like there is no way out of it pass out just, just like uh, turn the light switch off now, please. Uh, just tra- yeah. yeah, you're trapped in the tank. Now. Yeah, like, like this. Oh, is, I shouldn't I'm, have been in the tank. I'm in the death box. Okay. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> now we're on the same page. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, second contradictory. mark. Oh, go for it. Is obviously the blocking and then realizing like, oh my gosh, I can save people. That's that makes me yeah. feel good. Yeah, we All talked right. about it. we talked about it in the beginning uh, when we first started this. Is like the first bullet she sees she ever yeah. sees in her life kills an amazon right behind her it was a big first deal slow mo she's looking at the first bullet she's ever seen in her life Shlomo. kills an amazon kills someone she's known for a long time but now throughout the movie no bullet hurts anyone she's blocking every bullet she doesn't want it she hasn't she wants none of it well, the right? sniper. so mm. oh yeah and then again that's a, that's why that sniper does not live spoiler alert that happens next week hey. anyways <laughs> no he's fine this the sniper's fine He's fine. Yeah, he's totally fine. They're all he's fine. Totally fine. They're Even fine. the guys that Steve shoots are fine. They're oh, all they're fine. fine. Um, but uh, yeah, the, I think contradictory to like the 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 idea of Wonder Woman being graceful, I think that's why that tank moment is so cool because she's not graceful. She's just like, all right, you hit me with this missile. I'm charging this tank. And like now. I'm a tank too. That's what it really is. But it's <laughs> yeah, also exactly. it's like that idea and that thought process <sighs> that really uh, gets my goat. No, that's negative. That really gets me going. I don't know. That's terrible. I like that a lot. <laughs> the, animation, <laughs> the animation. The uh, animation of of that whole scene. It 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 just looked really good. Um, obviously I can see the, the computer generated effects and everything like that, but that's besides the point. I'm still watching the movie. The effects look great. The speed is awesome. I love when I get to see different depictions of like super speed and, and that kind of style. Um, just seeing someone else's different like idea of what like that would be rendered. Like that's cool. Um, 
but just like that, also that transition of the animated into Gal's shoulder where she's there. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, you guys watching this movie? Dang. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a Incredible Hulk type. Uh, a lot like it, some, but better. Something you would see in, yeah, but it's Wonder Woman <laughs> doing it. So I think that's why it's so cool. Better. Because it's like that Wonder Woman is doing it. I, I mean, I uh, what I really liked about the whole progress of that, of, of those five or so minutes that are there. Um, I like the usage of the slow motion during certain sequences of the fight. I, I feel like mm-hmm. it just gives the option of kind of show show the superhero in their best. And I really, like, this is what really got me into Zack's universe, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, because he uses this a lot. He uses this kind of imagery. He does the slow-mo on on these really important scenes and just shows you this whole thing and just kind of gives you like you stop for a moment and you hold your breath because that's like how it feels Mm -hmm. and I really really appreciated the fact that Wonder Woman had that too because I feel like that's that really gives you the time to appreciate those amazing moments that are in there you know when she's like mid mid air you know in suspense holding her shield and and her sword in that building in that fight and you see her just charging you see her going down at that soldier but in that moment it just slows down Mm -hmm. or even in that no man land scene like when she first walks out there she Mm -hmm. walks in the slow-mo and the first bullet that you see again there is the emphasis on it because it is in the slow-mo and i really really like that about it I, I genuinely like that's like one of my favorite things about DCU. It's these slow mo shots of of any superhero, really. Yeah, they also and like the meaning of it. Is there, this is also the group of five minutes um, where she goes into the building, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. knee slide. That's so. That's like there's three of my favorite parts. There's, they're all three. <laughs> the all knees, right, the sliding. <laughs> that's. They did it. I think they did it again in Justice League. Maybe if I'm remembering that movie, saw it one time. Um, the, knee slides. Give me the knee slides. That was really cool. <laughs> she does a, uh, like a sweep kick. Yeah, it's the yeah. entire movement. She's kicking their asses. She's like just <laughs> running through a man. Just freight yeah. train. It's insane. I love it. I think the choreography in that building is very similar Incredible. to 300, right? Like, isn't, uh, I think when she does like a, like a midair spin. Uh, um, I would assume gets, that the same style of fighting would be taught universally in a Grecian culture. I don't know, man. Yeah. That's, just, actually, that's actually a good thought. Yeah. Because there's like that iconic 300 scene where it is this slow motion and like, um, uh, I, I don't think it's Leonidas. I think it's someone else. Maybe no. Leonidas is definitely slow mo kicking someone in that movie. Did you forget with the with the spear <laughs> and then the, the, uh, the sword? Does Leonidas spin throws the spear? Yes, but uh, Michael There's Fassbender who... does the sword in the air and he chops down that one guy. Yeah. Shirtless Michael there's Fassbender. A, what's there's up? There's like a. There's a long shot somewhere in 300. I'm sure someone is yelling at us already about Ask, it. But, shut up. Come you on. know, just add to the add it to the pile. Just, we'll get to just it. Tweet at us. We'll get just to tell it. Tell us we're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that's a, actually quite a good thing to point out with the 300. It's, I mean, this was Patty's film. She made it, obviously, mm-hmm. it was her baby, but like you can still see Zach's hand in that thing. Yeah. You can see, you know, you can see the subtle 
subtle influences that he had when when that movie was made and i think that that's what you know it's it's important because it connects it to man of steel and batman v superman like now when especially now after everything that's happened when you think back and you look at all these films that came out it's the it's these little things these little moments that sort of like connects it with what Zack has done and with his work in 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 your mind while there are other films that are so different and you know what this is the beauty of the multiverse this is the beauty of dc you can you can do practically anything with it but that's yeah. this is what connects these movies is that subtle influence of his that's in there and the fact that you can see it like this that's 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 really cool i think yeah absolutely um if I had to say my favorite moment of this film or this five minutes of this film, I think it's also the, this film in, in total totality is the word. Um, it has to be this shot of she's running down no man's land. Right. And so then the German soldiers get on the turret and then they start firing directly at her with this turret. And then she's pinned down, right? She's got this shield up and you just have this shot of her struggling. She can't move anymore. She's just using the shield. And then the, 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 the music by, uh, Rupert Gregson Williams like really kicks in. It's like hitting its crescendo, and she's you know this is a superhero struggling in this moment, and I think that's when I really choke up when I, whenever I watch it because watching this superhero struggling with this shield and all these bullets are hitting her at the same time, she's really taken all the focus of the German soldiers onto herself, um, and then it's uh, she's allowed time for. Um, the British forces and for Chris Pine and all the others to to come help uh, if they want to, which they do. Uh, that to me is such a superhero moment, and it's it's probably one of my favorite shots in the entire DC Cinematic Universe. This movie, um, I like that. I like that it's not easy for the superhero to be the superhero. It's not a walk in the park. She's not sure. doing it effortlessly. This is her struggling because this is the right thing to do for her. And so she's doing it. And then, you know, we get this scene and, and it's just, to me, it's, it's my absolute favorite moment of the film. I think it's, it's just a beautiful scene um, in general. Um, with that being said, the, I want to talk, uh, ask you guys about the music because um, with th this was Rupert Gregson Williams. He also did the music for, uh, uh, for this movie and the Aquaman as well. Uh, he's not returning for Wonder Woman 1984, which is Hans Zimmer's returning to to score Wonder Woman in, in that film. What's your guys' opinions on that? Are you guys uh, excited for Hans Zimmer, or did you maybe have more of an attachment and want uh, Rupert to return, or I, maybe no opinion? I'm glad Hans Zimmer is getting back in the saddle with superhero films, and I'm sure whatever he does is going to be jaw-dropping. I did really enjoy the Wonder Woman score, but I am happy to hear that Hans is coming back. I think I have more of an attachment to his work than to yeah. anyone else. Hit Same. like between Hans Zimmer and um, oh goodness gracious, John Williams. But I think that's his name. Mm. That like between those two, it's like the and Junkie XL. It's like those guys can do no wrong, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I pretty much agree with that. I, like. Um, it's I'm I'm excited because I think that Hans Zimmer is going to do something really exciting with it. Um, 
and I mean, I love the score from from the first movie, definitely. Like, I I love the, I love, I even love the score that's attached to Wonder Woman from Batman v Superman. I mean, come on, that theme is just so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, like, I I in general, I don't, um, I'm not like exactly picky when it comes to who who's doing the score, but there is just there's just something to be said for Hans Zimmer, yeah. like. What what he has done for film and what he's still doing, it, it's just there isn't. He's an icon, so I think that I am excited to hear what what he's got. Yeah, uh, Mark, and I got I think, a question. Yeah, go for it. Is this the group of minutes where uh, we, where Zach makes his cameo in the trenches? Nope, that's next week. Oh my <laughs> gosh, really, man! Yeah, Spoiler a, next. Yeah, I didn't next mean week to. And then, I didn't know. As a, a cool fact, we'll talk about next week as well um, that he talked about. Well, uh, peek, for yeah, commentary, so we'll save it. Yeah, oh, just wait, wait for next week, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Zack Snyder is, is came as an what an incentive. One. Hey, wait for next week, huh? <laughs> yeah, they won't. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's see here. So um, yeah, and uh, it's. We're, I guess, is there anything left to talk about in the actual trenches that does anyone want to point out or you want to move on to the, the Veld stuff? or? Um... I think I don't have much else to say regarding okay. trenches. I think everything <laughs> was said. Yeah, you know, they're trenches. They, yeah. they run they were pretty trenches. deep. Dirty yeah. shoes. Yeah. Hey, keep those socks dry. I mean, let me tell you. Trench foot is a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah. Steve was Steve was having some trouble with that with that wooden ladder uh, for a moment when they started to run up. Um, that's just you know because because uh, he's a uh, oh he's above average isn't he? Damn! If he said he was, you're trying to say <laughs> below average? Yeah, because like you're it's going just for the, a joke, there, guy. Can't 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 work a ladder. Something like just that. Just fix, you know, fix and post. People will <laughs> laugh. I promise you, they'll laugh at it. It's a good. Um, there's something in there. Just uh, just fix it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that most of that is so practical. Like you know, most of it's most good. of that it's trench, I think it was like a cold back lot that they said they were on. Yeah. Like they actually made the two trenches about 150 yards apart. They put ice like, on the floor, make it cold. No, it was already cold. It was a. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how Gal Gadot does it in in the outfit. I think it's. Um, and we've had that conversation in too. The win- in the while pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Because they did the they did the reshoots while she was practically ready to give birth right then and there. No words. <laughs> it's, it's honestly, it really is. There's so many things yeah. surrounding this movie, but like the one that you can definitely. Well, girl is badass. Like, what else can you say? It's yeah, it really is. Like, it's just jaw dropping, uh, just pure amazement. Anyway, Mark, you want to go to Veld? The trenches are sure, cool. Let's go to Veld. Veld looks cool. Hey. Veld's also uh, is is like a the whole village is like a facade, right? Like so, it's kind of practical. The tank is there. The tank was built, but it was already built, kind of like thrown into the wall. So they just had to like, hey, Gal Gadot, flip this green pillow, and then they pan over to the tank that's in the wall, and they go, oh look, she threw it into the wall. So there's so much like that they do like practically in, in this scene, which is kind of impressive because obviously now a lot of things are CG and, and green screen, which is not a bad thing, but the fact that they made the storefronts, the the cans on the, 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 the window seals and uh, the posters even, like the posters, like if you can see a poster on the wall, it's got like, um, it's peeled off. It's, it's like 
the set designers actually made posters, put them all over the walls and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of detail in this whole village that they created that, that they decided to create. I think it's, it's just impressive that they decided to do those type of things um, where most of it could just be green screen and stuff like that. So it really is impressive. Um, I think I that the village sequence or like the whole no man's land and then follow up village sequence was really important part of the film in the sense that like when we were right in that moment, in the heat of that moment, and we've seen that battle and we've seen obviously Wonder Woman kicking ass and all that, you know, it was great. And we were like feeling all hyped and oh my God, yes, we're, you know, this is like, this is the superhero and she's gonna, she's gonna like take over and she's gonna win it all. But I really liked, obviously that's, that's spoilers in case you haven't seen this <laughs> movie, but um, that's gonna follow up. And what I really liked about as the movie was concluding is that at the end of the day, this whole entire pompous battle didn't actually, well, it did matter, but it seemed like it didn't because obviously yeah. they murdered the entire village. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's one of the things, again, that stuck with me from this particular movie. And I feel like not many superhero movies do it these days. And that, and it, it was even more prominent with Wonder Woman was that it looked at war and conflict and basically showed us that there are no winners. Yeah. Everybody loses mm -hmm. when it comes to war. And I think that that is a really, really important message. And I felt like maybe most important message of that movie, that whole, you know, realization that diana had later on it's like i i've done this amazing thing and i was this powerful person and it didn't make a difference because in her mind it didn't these people died anyway they were innocent and they died and that's what war is and i think that that's really important message and i wish that more people took this message to heart because that's what it is. Like we still have wars all over the world. There were so many wars in the past. And the message is always the same. There is no winner. So many people are going to die. Yeah. Or that, you know, the sides are played by both and someone is profiting and that's that's the toll that we pay. I mean, for, yes, there know? are the people up on the top who get something out of it, but those people yeah. they, they live away in their mansions and they're safe and they've never been anywhere close to this stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. The real people, us down here in the actual yeah. life who have to worry about their daily jobs and and all this stuff and have to build things from the scratch we're not gonna win any war yeah it's a, it's it's the it's the non-dualism it's the us versus them complex that we have it's what dawn of justice talks about you know you have batman and superman those are the two sides fighting and really it's all puppeteered by one person who mm -hmm. wins either way and, and and at the end of the movie, Superman does die. So, win win for Lex Luthor, right? Either way. Yeah, and it's like it's like nobody like Batman didn't win. Superman didn't win. They Batman, didn't. They Batman lost. lost when he was they eight years old. Lost. <laughs> it's 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 the thing that that's what it is. You know, like you, yeah, you let the people up above tell you that you should do a conflict. You're gonna lose. Yeah. 
Yeah. Even if they tell you that you won, you're gonna lose. There is no, there is no winning side at war, and I really like that about you know about Wonder Woman, uh, about that movie. I like that message that it just showed because you felt so high in that moment. You got the no man's land and all that, and it doesn't take on the importance of of no man's land. It was really important scene. It still gives me chills. It's mm -hmm. still great, but the message that came afterwards that was just as important. Yeah. Yeah, and it's great to have the ability to analyze these things, honestly. Um, and you know what? I feel like a better person after realizing that and having these conversations and having these thoughts instead of just going, wow, that was a really cool action sequence, right? All right, let's go to Johnny Rockets. Fuck you. Sorry, I cursed. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, it's it's like you need to be sparking those types of conversations. You need to be looking at what was the bigger picture and, you know, thought processes and, and, and ideals and all these things and what the characters actually stand for. And it's this movie, honestly, it, 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 it hits all those points. You take some thought, but put the work in, you know, and you'll understand better. On it, that's like that's why they chose the First World War, um, because the lines were more blurred when mm -hmm. it was well, yeah. war a lot more. They were on the Second World War, like in the Second World War, you can pinpoint the villain much more, much more clearly. Like you can, you can, that there is pretty much like that. That's that's the clear story. Like who is the villain here? Yeah. I mean, we know. Yeah, <laughs> some people but, are confused to this day. Well, I mean. Some people, uh, yeah, I don't know how, Jesus. yeah, some people still, they need convincing. Yeah, well, um, but, uh, yeah, no, World yeah, War no, One. like with the First World War, you know, unless you studied history and you have like some sort of a background, you, a lot of people I know even ask like, what was the actual point of it? Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, the lines are very blurred. Um, I mean, I come from the country that was under Austrian-Hungarian Empire before the First World War. And then after the war, we got the independence and all that stuff. So, like, for me, it was important to learn about in history. But I know that it wasn't for everybody. There were things that, you know, like, I, I, I don't know if Cole would be able to pull out as much as I would. And But the lines were blurred. Like, who was who was actually attacking who what for what was the point and i think that they use this perfectly they use this whole thing perfectly in 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 this movie to get the yeah. message across that you know what war brings yeah it wasn't just a yeah. cool setting yeah yeah it was yeah it wasn't just a video game you know it was, it's kind of stuff really happened and we had a couple guests um when we were in the london minutes we had a couple guests who are from London or, or parts of the UK, and they they're very fluent about World War One because it's it's taught in schools because their nation is involved with it. But here in America, us Americans, we we really don't... Gra we gra we graze over it. Yeah, like it's after very meeting Nana, minute. I know a lot more. But beforehand, like it Do was boys in trenches. Yeah, trench yeah. warfare. Yeah. yeah, yeah, with the white belts. <laughs> They're the whistle. They, they invented mustard gas or something they're like that. Horses, and, you know. Yeah. And the <laughs> and the feet, the the, the necrotic feet. Yeah. Maybe if you're lucky, oh, yeah. you'll get you'll get word of the the train the train tracks that they built. But no. Yeah. And this, that's the thing. Like you know, First World War. It's it's really important part of history, especially because industrial revolutions, whatever. Yeah. You know, what it sparked what it was. <laughs> you know, what what the whole thing was, but. People just don't know as much and the lines are blurred and like, you know, in regards to who was the bad guy, who was the good guy, who, 
I mean, I, I believe that if I asked a lot of people in the States, nobody would be able to tell me like who won the war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, it, and, and that's funny. Well, funny. It, it's, it's interesting because that actually directly ties in what, into what happened in the follow-up decades and what led to the Second World War. But that's the thing. Like people, people don't really know. And so, you know, this, this film was good because it highlighted that, you know, it highlighted the struggle of the war, but it also brought some attention to what the First World War was. So that's, I think, cool too. Yeah. I think that that's it's so important what these movies talk about, like what these superhero movies mean, and and what people take out of it when they leave. And you know, we talked about Dawn of Justice, and we talked about Wonder Woman, and how they have like these, they they bring these us versus them uh, scenarios into 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 question, and we think about it, and we go, okay, well, who's who's the good guy, who's the bad guy? Is, is does that exist, and who's winning? Is that a thing even? Um, and I think what's nice about these movies is that it kind of continues with that, you know, with uh, Aquaman does it as well, where um, you think that there's us versus them. At least that's what uh, Ocean Master believes in. And then you have Aquaman who has this ability to talk to the, to the, to marine biology, basically all of it. And because of his ability to communicate, it's a better communication word, better than so talking. Don't say talk. <laughs> Communication is more than just talking. I hear you can talk to fish. But do you have the relationship with them, with their entire existence, with their natural habitat, with their completely <laughs> other reality that they live in? I think not, sir. It's better if I start <laughs> off with he can talk and then the people can get Whoa, you're telling me. Whoa, I'm... hang on. This guy can talk to fish? Get out. I'm not going to jump right into Let me build up to the ideology here, Nate. But yes. His ability to communicate, our ability to communicate, you know, whether it's our partner that we live with or it's a random stranger, you know, if Batman could communicate with Superman, we probably wouldn't be in this situation. Or anybody. Like, the ability to communicate is so important that because of that, Aquaman builds uh, a friendship with the ocean. He's able to to stop Atlantis from terrorizing the other, uh, the seven, seven nations, you know, like there's, there's just so much that's important in the storytelling of what the superhero does to quote unquote win. Um, another thing about that is, uh, Spider-Man two He's Spider-Man is able go. to turn Dr. Octopus back into being a good person. And because of that, Dr. Octopus saves the day at the end of the movie because he's, he's changed for who he is, because he's realized he's gone down a terrible now, path. Now, what really? He's, was it just a good smack in the head that caused that? Or was it a guy in his spider pajamas? I'm thinking the latter. It's probably the latter. But those things are important. That's what, you know, when you write a superhero movie, you can't just be like, okay, we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll just we'll just kill yeah, the Joker. We'll punch him and, you know, and he's done. Be the, yeah, no. I can't just do yeah. that, right? So the it's those kind of questions. The point of superheroes, in, since they're incarnate, their creation has been... The moralistic struggle mm-hmm. yeah. to inspire and help and yeah, but yeah. they the only way they could inspire is that they're flawed themselves. Exactly, you know? That's, like you can't inspire like, anyone if you're perfect. Of course, and identification is a part of that. Like you need to you need to identification and representation and all that stuff. Everything that comes with that, it's 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 work essentially. You know. 
And that's why the Man of Steel ending is so perfect, uh, because he uh, he does something wrong. Or he, do, he does something that he's forced to do, right? So that's uh, I think that's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, Superman is quote-unquote perfect, right? So what if we put him in a situation where he has to do something that he's not happy with? So I think it's one of those things. Um, yeah, I always go back to what Zack Snyder said at the... At his at his Snyder Con when he said, you know, you 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 can, you can say, oh, my heroes are perfect, my heroes didn't lie to America, but you're living in a fucking dream world. And yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it is. You know, it, that that's that's the reality of it. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Cool. Um, that's all I had for this one. I don't know if you guys uh, have any more to talk about in today's episode, but I think it's. it's that's a good one to end on for me. Did you guys have any? Uh, no, that's I'll it for me. Anything for you guys needed to share, wanted to get out there, say anything that you're doing, anything you got coming up? No, not really. I mean, we spoke about what we're doing yeah. right now. We kind of did um, that in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so in case someone's just so happening to just listen to the ending. Check out uh, that rewind <laughs> button. Yeah. Who are you? It's right to the left. Uh, yeah, before we go, just t- tell people where they can find you, where you guys... Um, We're the Nerd uh, Queens on literally everything. Yes. Easy enough. Perfect. Cool. I think, uh, well, for, for me personally, I want to thank you guys for joining us. I think this is one of my favorite episodes that we've talked oh, about Wonder Woman sure. on. Yeah, this is kidding? awesome. Thank you for this having is... us. It was really... <laughs> speak really cool. Hey, speak for me as well. No, don't speak for me. Thank you so much. You. This honestly was incredible. <laughs> uh, yeah really unexpected thank you yeah and you know the next film is gonna be Zack Snyder's Justice League of course uh because that's the version that we want to talk about with the next film uh, that's in the lineup so um it would be really cool to have you guys back on and we'll go minute by minute through that as well and and dissect all the things that there are that there is for Zack Snyder's Justice League um but don't worry about that now we'll do the you know, when that movie comes out, we'll, we're we'll done. It. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> if that movie ever comes out, you know, who knows? But yeah, no, um, thank you guys so much. Um, if you guys enjoyed everything you heard from us today, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute or the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. We could join us. Other guests who have been on the show, other listeners of the show, you can join us, talk about today's minutes, anything you enjoyed or anything you want to correct us on, if you will. And, uh, you know, you can talk to us there, hang out with us there. Uh, Nate and I also do another podcast called Doom Patrol Radio, where we talk about uh, HBO Max's Doom Patrol. We can talk episode by episode through that. Uh, We recently had Tom Farrell, the story editor on that one. He came and uh, we had a great time talking to him about the show. Uh, So go check out that podcast as well. And we will catch you guys next week for Wonder Woman Minute.